Welcome to the Energy News Beat Daily Stand-Up. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. We got an action-packed show here. Michael's on assignment again, but we're going to have some fun. Today is August 2nd. I can't believe that, but you're going to have a great day. Let's go ahead and get started with our stories here. Africa's energy policy failures, impacts, and recovery. Kind of like this, I still think Africa is getting the short end of the stick a lot of times. People are trying to take advantage of Africa, and I don't like it. Let's go to this one. The cargo, deadly cargo ship fire still burning on vessel carrying 500 electric vehicles in North Sea. This is an ecological problem and a disaster. Not sure why it's not more in the news. Uh, this one came across German teen Naomi Sabet is the darling of the climate uh, change deniers. It's kind of interesting. We're going to throw that around here. And then we talk about the FERC's proposed rule would harm consumers and their energy transition. You know, what I've always said, consumers get it in the drive-thru. So as summer travel season winds down, U.S. gas prices start rising again. This is kind of crazy. So anyway. Uh, Again, thank you to all of our fans that have been liking, subscribing, letting us know the feedback. We just really appreciate every single one of you. If you are an industry thought leader, you know anything about renewables, batteries, storage, nuclear. We're talking the energy transition, energy crisis. My goal is to talk to you. Let's have you on the podcast. I want to hear everything that you're seeing out there. Contact me. Look forward to speaking with you. First story coming around the corner is Africa's energy policy, failures, impacts, and recovery. This one uh, caught my eye uh, because due to several failed energy policies, the institutional and policy framework that shapes Africa's energy sector as a whole is perceived to be falling short of expectations. Wow. You know, it seems like every country that's out there, the United States, Russia, China, they're trying to force Africa by a bait and switch. And in my opinion, we're all not doing what's right for Africa. Um, There are various perspectives on energy policy failure, particularly in public discourse and economic event interest. Benjamin Scavole and Ira Derpity of of the Lee Can Yu School of Public uh, in Singapore stated unequivocally in their book, Energy Access, Poverty and Development, the governance of small-scale renewable energy in developing Asia, that economies continue to suffer from failed energy policies of the past. This is critical. If the U.S. has reduced its uh, carbon footprint by getting rid of coal, yay, but we've done it by implementing natural gas. The renewables have not done that yet. We've spent trillions of dollars as a global organization, and we've only notched up 
uh, renewable energy by 2%. That's for the amount of money in the dollars. It's really not happening. Why are we forcing Africa to do the same thing? They have natural resources. Let's help them implement them in a responsible, low carbon methodology. That to me would be a lot cheaper. Anyway, if you are a Africa energy expert, I want to talk to you as well, too. Let's go to the next one here. Deadly cargo ship. Fire still burning on vessel carrying 500 electric vehicles in North Sea. This one's pretty disturbing. Um, I, I've had nightmares about the way that boat looks. It's an ugly looking box. In fact, for our podcast listeners, if uh, the producer can slide in uh, one of the pictures here for our video folks, but the, the box really looks more like a uh, Star Wars. One of those things going across the desert on Tatooine when uh, Luke is there and they uh, kind of goes along and rolls along. It's a pretty ugly boat. If I was, uh, I'd set fire to it if I had that ugly of a boat. It's called in from the Hague in Netherlands, 3,500 still burning. Here's part of the problem is we've all seen that the batteries, once they get started, the lithium batteries, you can't put them out with water. The Coast Guard said it was working to save the vessel from sinking close to an important habitat for migratory birds. Boats and helicopters were used to get the 23 members off after they tried unsuccessfully to put out the blaze. I don't think they're going to be able to put that out. And that ship is going to be kind of like a ghost pirate ship. Currently, there's a lot of vessels on scene to monitor Get the hot dogs, get the s'mores, and try to at least have a a decent campfire uh, out of it. Uh, They're trying to make sure, I love this one, so we're currently working out how we can make sure that the least bad situation is going to (laughs) happen. I kind of really thought that one was pretty funny. Here's where it gets a little bit of a a issue. Uh, I'm just throwing these numbers out there in a SUV weighs, I believe, around 7,000 pounds, or excuse me, a uh, EV is around 7,000 pounds. An SUV can weigh around 4,000 pounds. An F-150 gasoline type or I, uh, will weigh 1,200 pounds less than the Ford Lightning. That is a lot of weight on there. So as that ship burns, think about how much toxins are going into the air. And then also as that thing sinks, this I have a feeling is going to be worse than any uh, oil spill. When you start taking a look at the contaminants that are coming out of there, I'm not sure I'd like to get some numbers on it, but I'm also wondering if the news is going to cover it. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Next article, German teen Naomi Sibit the darling of the climate deniers. I think it's kind of funny because they she's been around for a little while. She's uh, at 19. She's on her way to becoming the voice of climate skeptics. But on the far right of her country in Germany, she's been propelled to the Heartland Institute, an American think tank supported by allies of President Trump. That doesn't mean necessarily that she's the darling of the East or West, but climate have found their news. She is a German woman who denounces climate alarmism in her videos on her YouTube channel. Um, 
she and Greta are going to be squaring off on a lot of things. And I want to also put out an invitation to her and Greta. I'd love to have them on the podcast. But when you sit back and take a look at this, she is taking a look at numbers and facts. The reason I don't like the term anti-Greta is it suggests I'm an indoctrinate puppet myself. (laughs) I like her already. So when you sit back and take a look, the bottom line is let's have a discussion about all forms of energy so that we can pull people out of energy poverty by delivering the lowest cost kilowatt per hour to everyone on the planet with the least amount of impact to the environment. Having that boat on fire doesn't seem like it wants to work. Let's go ahead and go on into the next one here. FERC's proposed rule would harm consumers in the energy transition. Transition Transmission completion is the key to upgrading our energy grid in a cost-effective manner. Um, President Biden said uh, in his uh, 2022 State of the Union, he says the significance of competition is exploitation. The American economic model thrives on competition, which drives innovation and holds monopolies in check. But you got to have regulations and you also got to quit printing money. On this one, both the U.S. Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, are strong advocates of competition. Um, but they're strong uh, com- proponents of competition, but they hamstring everybody with their regulations. So, you know, if you're going to, we have over 21,000 now projects. There were uh, 8,000 a couple of years ago. They cannot get any projects, renewable or uh, oil and gas through. So I'm not sure how their proposed rules would change. I saw nothing in there about how they would speed things up. Got to love a good government. Uh, Last story here. As summer travel season winds down, U.S. gas prices rise again. Let me know what you think about what gas prices are, but also the oil prices. I'm almost ready to just give up uh, trying to guess what the next oil prices are. Gas demand, meaning people fueling up, remains tepid. However, it's lower now than at this time last year and in 2021, Andrew Gross of AAA. But while the heat may be keeping some folks home, it also suppresses refinery production, according to the experts. Constrained supplies and a higher cost of oil are tipping the balance toward rising prices at the pump for now. It's pretty critical. I'm also curious to see what the Biden administration is going to do as we roll closer to the election, since they've taken so much of the strategic uh, oil reserves. Are they going to try to rob that piggy bank again when energy policies might be the best thing to do? I'm just asking. So with that, why don't we go ahead and try to have a fantastic day. This is August the 2nd, and I mean, I'm already ready for the weekend. Thanks for listening. And again, energynewsbeat.com. We are so thrilled that you're around. Have a great day. Have a great day.